From bloated and tired to free and inspired, welcome to Free and Inspired Radio with Philip Watkins, your weekly dose of everything digestion and mental health related. We hope you enjoy this episode. Here is your host, Philip Watkins. Yes, yes. Hi there. Welcome to another episode of Free and Inspired Radio. I'm your host, a naturopathic practitioner, Philip Watkins, and I'm grateful to have you with us today. If you're new to the show, well, the title says it all. It's all about feeling free and inspired and exploring the many different avenues you can take to get there, whether it's deep dives on digestion and mental health solutions or guests who offer their own stories and answers. I hope I can be the type of guide you can rely on to unlock the agency you have to reach your own mental and physical competency. Let's get started with what's coming up on today's episode. Coming up on this week's show. Welcome, welcome to episode 16 of Free and Inspired Radio. How you doing on this fine day? evening, night, wherever you find yourself listening to this. In this episode, we're asking, do I need to give my liver some love? Now, we're going to take a little journey into why your liver needs all the love you have by looking into some of the functions of the liver. Now, generally on Friend Inspired Radio, we're looking into brain and gut options, but I think the liver almost stands alone in how it you know works with the body because it's so unique so i thought why not give a full episode after one of my patients literally said i think i need to give my liver some love so look weighing around 1.5 kilograms and comprising an av- on an, an average around about two percent of an adult's body weight it's fair to say that i think that the liver's role is potentially as undervalued as it is misunderstood It might seem strange to hear this, but I think the liver is misunderstood depending on how many coffees I have. Um, My patients will note my mini rants around this and the notion of how often detox seems to be a little close to original sin and how obviously connected to the liver that may be. And if you stay tuned long enough to this episode, you might even get a taste of one of these mini rants. But look, this is how I feel like it goes, right? Everyone's toxic. Your liver is congested and you must detox for life. That it, it sounds to me like I hear that quite a lot and I think it's kind of radiating through patients' narratives as well. Don't get me wrong, the liver deconstructs toxins both of environmental and endogenous or from within the body. Um, and the still this, this episode, I, I really want to reframe what many people call detoxification into the reality of the liver's role which is metabolism from there hopefully you'll be able to better understand just exactly how much more than just toxins the liver deals with on your behalf every day now you'll be surprised at just how many different molecules encounter the liver on the way around the body or their way around the body that's just the tip of the iceberg and we're going to look at that in this episode the liver actually deals with digestive and immune function vitamin storage and as well as the detoxification that is well known for in contrast to the other organs of the body the liver is involved in nearly every body system and this is the interesting thing where i've mentioned to people in the past that the liver is an accessory organ to the digestion 
and it makes a lot of sense in things like IBS and things like bloating symptoms, but the liver is (laughs) probably an accessory organ to the endocrine system, to the immune system, and you know all the workings of the body as well. So that's why, once again, I wanted to do this as more of a standalone episode. Now, for example, let's use an example of how it is involved. So the liver stores your fat-soluble vitamins, A, D, E, and K. It creates important immune cells like Kupfer cells for the immune system. It breaks down red blood cells, obviously an important way for your body to get oxygen, and has a critical role in the breakdown of all of your sex hormones, so estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone as some of the ones you already may know about. Let's look at look a little closer at some of these functions to understand the liver's role a little better. Now, when looking at the central metabolic organ, it's a pretty good start to revisit what metabolism actually means. Now, me- metabolism is the sum of biochemical processes that either produce or consume energy. So I'll repeat that again. Metabolism is the sum of biochemical processes that either produce or consume energy. It's really important for this show. Metabolism can be broken down into three different pathways. And to simplify this further, pathway one builds simple molecules into more complex ones. That's a process known as anabolism or commonly associated with the term anabolic. And I'll let you make the association there. Pathway two deconstructs molecules to release energy. And this is referred to as catabolism or catabolic. Finally, pathway three is the one you're probably familiar with which is the assisting the body to eliminate toxic waste produced by the pathways as mentioned earlier. So the detox is actually there to clean up the byproducts that are created through anabolic or catabolic processes. So it's not understated when I say that these processes are exactly why you can sit, stand or lie down listening to this show. They are the essence of how your body works and your liver is at the center of many of them. Now, the liver manages the metabolism of proteins, carbohydrates and fats, making it essential to regulate the energy released to your cells. So diving deeper into metabolism, your macronutrients, your protein, carbs and fat, are very, very much managed by the liver. So let's look at fat first. So when it comes to fat, the liver produces a vital substance for the digestion of fats called bile. While bile plays a critical role in excreting material not eliminated by the kidneys, bile salts and bile acids or components of this bile are secreted into the small intestine to help absorb and digest dietary fats. One of the functions bile facilitates that you might be familiar with is catalyzing the liver to create energy from dietary fats in the form of ketones, the form of energy the body uses in fasted or ketogenic states where consumption of carbohydrates is at its lowest. Now, this ability to handle fats makes the liver such an essential organ for absorbing all of your fat-soluble vitamins that we mentioned earlier, vitamins A, D, E, and vitamin K, which are hugely important. And often I supplement these when people don't have gallbladder issues and their whole health flips within weeks. It's, it's really crazy. Anyway, sorry, I get distracted. It's fair to say that most people think of protein and carbohydrates when you're thinking about metabolism. So you're thinking about metabolism maybe more in a kind of weight management or body composition point of view. But did you know that the building and breaking down of protein is vital for all cellular and organ level functions? More importantly, did you know that the liver 
deals with up to 90% of circulating protein volume in the body. So let's explore that. What does circulating protein volume even mean? Well, in order to explain that, let's look at one of the most abundant proteins the liver is in charge of, albumin. So in your blood-based pathology reports, you may recognize albumin from the liver function test or the liver function portion of your pathology report. This protein is vital for keeping your blood volume at the right level along with the transport of fats and hormones and can actually be a sign that you're a little dehydrated. Interestingly, low levels of albumin can also be a sign of malabsorption issues when it comes to your nutrition. Now, let's get this clear. Without the liver, your body would have trouble creating the buses that your fats and hormones board to travel around the body. Let me repeat, without the liver, your body cannot transport fats and hormones around the body. One of the other vital roles that the liver plays with protein is something called gluconeogenesis, a process that can often interfere with a lot of the low-carbohydrate, high-protein diets that internet connoisseurs have been engaging in over the last decade. And I'll quickly explain Gluconeogenesis is when the liver turns non-carbohydrate molecules such as lactate or amino acids from protein into glucose. The process of gluconeogenesis exists to protect the body from a situation of extreme starvation where glucose isn't readily available, hence a low-carb diet, for example. Or, you know, prehistorically, it would have been starving and winter. But can you now work out why having high protein at the same time as low-carbohydrates may be an issue? Once the body senses that the glucose levels are diminished, it will actually use the extra protein to create glucose or glycogen instead, which kind of balances out or cancels out the effect of the low protein, uh, sorry, the low carbohydrates, and actually then doesn't potentially trigger the body to make ketones out of fat instead, making your efforts somewhat benign. And I, I look, there'll be a lot of people that may disagree with me on that. I'm happy to have my opinion changed. And if you're one of those people, leave a comment. Let's talk. Tell me how smart you are and I'll hopefully become smarter too. Let's continue, sorry. Uh, <laughs> I'm hoping that as we go through this, your liver's hard work beyond detoxification is now becoming a little bit more apparent. Yeah, it, detox is really important, but your macronutrients are also really important. And let's continue looking into those by looking at the liver's role in glucose metabolism. So as mentioned before, the liver plays a vital role in maintaining your blood sugar. If your glucose levels elevate too high, then the liver will remove that glucose from the blood and convert it into storage in a different form called glycogen. If your blood sugar gets too low, uh, the liver will convert the glycogen back into glucose and release it back into the blood to restore things to their optimal levels. So something that's really important, I did a whole episode on how glucose can affect your sleep and your liver is the central organ to manage that glucose. So some really important stuff. This crucial role in macronutrient management makes the liver now a critical site for a focus for all metabolic illnesses such as diabetes type 2, metabolic syndrome, and of course, non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, which is very silent. I see it so often in the clinic. Non-alcoholic fatty liver disease affects an estimated 25% of the global population, and that is that number is definitely rising. 
Whilst its development is largely down to dietary choices, non-alcoholic fatty liver disease is connected with environmental toxin exposure to pesticides, would you believe, that's used to spray our food. So maybe that broadens the organic food argument. This connection is because the liver is exposed to nearly every toxin that enters your body via its intrinsic relation to the blood flow around your body. And this exposure, of course, means that the liver is often responsible for dealing with these toxins and sending them out of the body as they remove, as the liver removes all these toxins out of the blood when they meet. Now, we can finally talk about detox in the liver, which I didn't want to discount. But look, before we do, let's take a break on free and inspired radio and we'll be back with more about the lovely liver. Woo! Time to take a break. Are you enjoying this episode of Free and Inspired Radio? There's no better time to take back your personal health sovereignty. If you want to connect with more free and inspired episodes, simply subscribe to your favorite podcast platform or visit the website at www.philipwatkins.health for more information. Let's get back to the show. Yes, yes. Welcome back to episode 16 of Free and Inspired Radio. Thanks for sticking around. Now, in this episode, we're looking at the many functions of the mighty liver and why it actually needs way more love than just that detox portion. In part one, we covered the protein, carbs, and fat functions that are often overlooked when it comes to the liver. And in part two, yep, we're going to get into detox now, but hopefully expand your awareness on what detox actually means. And maybe if I'm lucky, turn your understanding of detox more around to metabolism. So let me explain. The liver's role in detoxification came about more due to the high exposure of the toxins mentioned in at the end of part one. And the liver has two phases when it comes to this defense. So phase one liver detoxification comprises of enzymes that break down pharmaceutical drugs, steroid hormones and carcinogenic substances amongst others. And the enzyme systems in phase one also play a role in preparing the toxin molecule for further treatment in phase two, where it gets changed further, ready to be eliminated by the kidneys or the bowel. Now, there are six different phase two channels that don't just deal with toxins from our environment, but hormones, neurotransmitters, and everything in between, things like melatonin, which is obviously a hormone, but also caffeine, and things like thyroxin as a pharmaceutical drug, but also toxins from bacteria and mold that, that come from your environment. So for this reason, I wanted to this episode to focus away from the role that liver plays in detoxification per se, not to undervalue this critical role, but also because it's a component of a more significant metabolic role that the liver plays in our bodies. So for example, let's look at the methylation channel of the liver, one of the six. This channel is particularly famous by functional medicine's focus on the MTHFR gene mutation. And I giggle because I've, I'm starting to make friends with MTHFR after a long time. And it doesn't just deal with classic toxins such as heavy metals and such as mercury and lead. And I think this the methylation pathway is actually a really good example of why going beyond your understanding of the liver in relation to detox is super important. Why? Because methylation also deals with dopamine, norepinephrine, so think of your brain's version of adrenaline, as well as histamine and estrogen 
on top of things like the mercury and lead. So that's a pretty broad selection of metabolites and toxins and things like that that one of these channels deals with. Just looking at one channel of detoxification like this shows that the majority of the molecules going through this channel aren't toxins at all. They are instead molecules that have played their role in the body and simply need to be turned over so that the body can create new versions of them in their place. Now let's revisit that definition of metabolism as the total of building things up, breaking things down and eliminating them out of the body. Based on this, it sounds more appropriate now to label the function of the liver as metabolically driven as opposed to anything else. So here I am ranting again. Let's keep our focus on detox though, as I don't want to confuse the issue too much, but I think you're getting where I'm going with this. So over the past five years, the third phase in this pathway or the liver's pathway has been revealed and this third pathway actually is very, very important in clinical practice. Now the journey that the toxins or molecules take to their primary organs of elimination like the kidneys or bowel is considered phase three detox. Now, in order to explain an excellent example of this third phase is when we look at estrogen metabolism. Now, there are times where the initial two phases within the liver do an adequate job and wrap up estrogen into the state it needs to be to leave the body through the bowel. Sometimes, though, an enzyme in the bowel called beta-glucuronidase can stop the estrogen from leaving the body by unwrapping the parcel in the bowel and recirculating the estrogen back into the body. The analogy I use to explain this to patients is to imagine for just one moment that your name was estrogen and you're due to catch a flight out of the body. You've been through customs, you've got your passport stamped or through the liver, you're all prepared to fly and you're finally sitting in your seat reading the in-flight magazine ready to take off. And it's at this precise point that beta-glucuronidase gets on the plane, walks straight up to your seat and says, ma'am, I'm going to have to escort you off the flight and, in the case of estrogen, then recirculate you back into the body. Now, when these phases of liver metabolism become less effective over time, we can see problems begin. Furthermore, we can see the liver become a sustaining factor in conditions such as irritable bowel syndrome, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth in accompaniment with gallbladder. Therefore, treating the, the function of the liver can be hugely beneficial in relation to metabolic issues and even cardiovascular issues as well. One of the first things that most new students coming out of school do in their shiny new natural medicine practice is to put the finishing touches to their liver cleansing program. Would you believe mine is now in its sixth incarnation after years of refining it? These programs have come under large amounts of criticism due to their extreme methods. And look, even I think some of these liver detoxes I've seen over the years are very, very extreme. Still, one of the benefits of undertaking a process to improve the functionality of these pathways uh, that we've mentioned over the course of this episode is to re- is the reversal of some of the most widespread chronic illnesses that we that we see in the modern health landscape. We've already touched on diabetes and non-alcoholic fatty liver, but indirectly, menstrual irregularities, drug-induced toxicities such as long-term steroidal, non-steroidal anti-inflammatory use and irritable bowel syndrome are all influenced by the amazing liver. The title of this episode was, Do You Think Your Liver Needs Some Love? Or I Think I Need to Give My Liver Some More Love. 
as I try to do this as regular as I can when I'm uh, putting these uh, episodes together, I take the words from one of my recent patients in, and try and give you a head start uh, on if your intuition is pointing you in the right direction. At the same time as introducing the liver and how it helps you daily, I hopefully have expanded your awareness beyond the liver's detox reputation and hopefully moved your mind into a broader metabolically oriented mindset when thinking about this amazing organ. Managing your hormones, toxins, macronutrient levels, storing vitamins and minerals and activating the pharmacy you take is all in a day's work for the liver indeed. Maybe there's some time to send it a little bit more love. What do you think? We're always dealing with nuanced subjects here on the show and the episodes I try to keep short so as not to overwhelm you. But I hope you th- you found that this episode has at least helped you think a little differently about the role that the liver plays for you. Before we finish this episode of Free and Inspired Radio, if you'd love to hear more from me and get the word on new articles, podcast episodes, and a whole lot more, we're almost finished the website, philipwatkins.health. Join our community via the newsletter. Sign up if you can. Uh, you'll be able to see transcripts for this show and other episodes as well at the same place. And you'll be also able to see the references, which was 17 references for this <laughs> this episode. Um, your reviews, obviously, are always welcome on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. They help me get the word out. And if you feel like someone else that you know could benefit from this, please uh please share and hopefully they'll get something out of it too. If you're listening to this on YouTube, throw the video a like and subscribe to see when each new podcast is uploaded. As always, we uh, are going through, coming to the end of some tough times and I think if you're living in Hong Kong, once again, the heat is getting turned up a little more for a lot of people. But if you're one of those people who are living around the world that have come through the global pandemic, then I hope you're settling into your new life as we're all looking forward to doing. I'm going to be back with a new episode next week and hopefully it will be as informative as this one. Hopefully you're getting something out of the podcast in general. If you are, please let me know. Always, if you have feedback, something you'd like me to improve on or anything like that, just let me know. But for now, have a wonderful week and thanks for listening. You made it to the end. This show is all about you, and we hope you finished this episode feeling one step closer to feeling free and inspired. We'll be back next week, but if you want to know more about Philip, please catch a digital flight to www.philipwatkins.health for further details about how we might be able to help. In the meantime, have a great morning, afternoon, or evening, and we'll see you for another episode next week.